Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's episode, we're exploring how the two of you can bring variety to the positions you engage in. And many of you are likely familiar with the quote that variety is the spice of life. But today's quote comes from Helen Rowland that says, variety is the spice of love. Mm. And I think as we talk about different positions to get in and whatnot, variety is going to kind of be a theme that you see in today's episode. But first, we start every One Extraordinary Marriage episode with a hug. And, and a hug is really an opportunity to celebrate what's going on in your marriage, to celebrate your intentionality, the breakthroughs that you've had. And this hug came from an Instagram uh, direct message that we received that said, I recently, two weeks ago, found the podcast and mm. I found many more revolving around the same topics, but none of them have caught my ear like y'all's. I've learned so much and plan to continue learning. My husband and I have been together eight years, married for two, and I thought we had a great sex life. Boy, was I wrong. Uh, His sex drive is high, and I've always thought mine was almost non-existent. I just needed some help opening the doors. I could go on and on, but long story short, keep doing what you're doing because y'all are great at it. Love a newfound and permanent follower. Oh, I love those. It's incredible. Yeah, it's awesome to see when people just, you know, find it. Hey, for many of you who've been listening, thank you, thank you, thank you for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, we actually got to have two longtime listeners, probably 12, 13, 12, 13 years and like 12 years, 11, yeah, both 12 around years. That tw- between 12 and 13 years, yeah. Here with us here in San Diego over the last weekend. And we love those folks and we love our new fans uh-huh. and our new one family. Because we continue to grow. And so each and every one of you mean a ton to us. I just want to say, as we open up this episode, Elisa and I have purchased new broadcast headsets. So we have been podcasting for almost 14 years using the same microphone. We've had to change our headsets out over the years because they get trashy and they just get old. We decided, though, that we wanted to go to these broadcast headsets, which is headset and microphone all in one. And think about your sports commentators, things like that. That's kind yeah. of what you're, if you could envision that, that's what we've got going on. That's it. And so bear with us. So if something mm-hmm. sounds odd or off or something, but we're looking at it, let us know too. You, you can truly, you could just send us a DM on Instagram or reach out to us on the One Family private Facebook group or something. We'd love to hear the feedback because we're trying something new. And at the same time, we want to make sure that it's good for your listening pleasure. Well, and let's share why we're trying something new. 
because it's not just having new headsets. It's the fact that, you know, over the next, uh, you know, specifically over the next year, but over the next few years, we want to be doing more traveling. We want to get out to see the one family and things like that. But when your podcast equipment is all set up in one spot, um, that can be a little prohibitive. And and often over the last almost 14 years, we've made plans to podcast and be very strategic about like, oh, when are we going to travel? How many podcasts are we going to record before we travel and that kind of thing. And so we're actually the reason for the new set up is because we want to be able to get out more and see all of you and be able to podcast from other areas. That's so again, too. like Tony said, give us your feedback. If it, it sounds different or, you know, whatever, you don't have to, you know, leave a huge iTunes review about the quality of sound. Just send us a DM yep. or send us a, a, an email and let us know so we can take care of it from a tech side. Cause if you're thinking it, so is everybody else. As I said, or as Tony said, uh, this episode is all about exploring how the two of you can bring variety to the positions that you engage in. And I've been having a lot of conversations recently about different positions. It comes up in the conversations that Tony and I have Mm -hmm. in regards to our own sexual intimacy. It comes up with coaching clients. And, you know, even though we've been publishing, how many years now has it been the position post? Gosh, five? Five years. Almost five years. I think. Yeah. So... You know, we've been publishing the Position Post magazine for five years now. So that's, you know, in addition to just a new position every month, it's, you know, a wealth of information in that magazine. But sometimes we actually need to like jump back into just talking about the positions mm-hmm. that a couple engages in, in their own sexual intimacy. And, and I just want to like, I want you to actually pause for a quick second and go, how many positions do we generally have? Mm. Like, just stop and think about it. How, have you ever thought about it? Because some couples, I will tell you when I'm like, so what does what, you know, what does variety look like? What do positions look like? And they just kind of look at me like, hmm? what? <laughs> yeah. What are you asking? <laughs> what are you asking? You know, if if you've never if you've never talked about, it, that's one thing. If you have talked about, it, how do those conversations go? Is it you know the kind of this tug of war of well, I want to try something new, but what do you want to try? Well, I don't know. And or is it I want to try something new? What do you want to try? And you throw something out, and your spouse is like, whoa, what the heck? Absolutely not. Like. There can be a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of emotions tied up in trying something new, in bringing variety into your your sexual positions. And it's a conversation that we've navigated many times over the years. We have navigated many a conversations around sexual positions. And I would say early on, it was tougher because we didn't know how to express that. Mm. I think as the years have gone by, it's the it's the conversations we're having outside the bedroom that are helping us have variety in our position in, in different positions in our bedroom. Yeah. I think that's what has really changed for us over the years where I think earlier on my expectation was, well, if I just bring something up while we're in the act, then we should just be able to do it. Like, okay, we're in missionary, but why don't you try to turn over here on your side or why don't you jump off the bed and let's go from behind or in it, it changes the, I see your face. I wish you could see my face. Cause I'm, cause here's, here's what happens like early on when Tony does that, I immediately apply the brakes. Cause all of a sudden I'm in this place where like, I've been, you know, we've been trucking along, it's been good. And all of a sudden it's like, Hey, let's do this. And I'm like, Arr! I mean, think of like somebody slamming on your brakes. And that, that's what would happen in those conversations about trying a new position in the moment. Right. And I think as the years have gone by, because 
of our ability to look at different positions, Mm -hmm. talk about them, and even have them in our mind. Like, oh, okay, hey, here's a a twisted Smurf position or here's, you know, a a side straddle position or, you know, we're looking at them well before we're actually making love. Mm -hmm. In those moments now, it's easier to go, hey, let's just move this way a little bit or let's let's bring out the liberator so we can have a different position using it. But it's the conversations and, and having a wealth of information prior. Like let's discuss what these things are going to – like what's it going to look like? And then once we're in it, it is a whole nother story. Well, and I think, you know, it, it- – it brings us back to this place that emotional intimacy and sexual intimacy are so, mm-hmm. so intertwined, right? Just throwing something out in the middle of, of lovemaking can be very abrupt mm-hmm. for a spouse. But when you've had the conversations, when the two of you have even talked, you know, to some extent about different variations on what you already do. Mm-hmm. You know, Tony mentioned the liberator, and that can be one of those one of those tools that, you know, and we've said it before when we've talked about, um, oh, we did that episode about, uh, wedges, ramps, and pillows. Mm-hmm. Um, but the missionary position, when, let's say, woman on uh, laying on her back, man on top, the missionary position when she is, her chest is elevated, is a completely different position. Mm-hmm. It, it changes the dynamics. It changes your proximity to one another. And sometimes that's all, like when we're talking about variety being the spice of love, like that quote from Helen Rowland, sometimes that, that, tiny little shift shifts everything in your interaction. And, you know, even preparing for this episode, and I know years and years ago, we did an episode on positions, but I was looking at the stats to see if anything had changed. Not really. Um, You know, in 2013, there was a study by Durex, the condom manufacturer, and what their results found was that two thirds of respondents generally stick to the same two to four positions. Mm. You know, and only 27% uh, rotate through five to seven positions. And and it would be interesting to know on this one in particular, the same thing with, like you said, with variations, because is that two to four positions include that missionary position? And I think it would, I would consider it a whole nother position. Missionary position, just laying down on your bed, I would say is one position. If you add the liberator or you know, either the, the wedge ramp or the, uh, the flip ramp, I would say that's a whole nother position because they put you in a different proximity to one another. I, uh, I mean, I, I, I didn't look at this study uh, in that in depth, min- in depth detail, but I also wonder if, you know, studies like this have the conversations that we have with one another and with the one family talking Mm. about those types of variations. Or if they just say, do you try different positions? And there are no guidelines around that. Mm -hmm. And so people are like, oh, do I, you know, so, so it, it, it brings up an interesting conversation because even, even within the one family, I wonder how many of you, when I asked you a few minutes ago, how many positions do you have? And you're like, oh, maybe it is two or three for us. But now that I'm starting to, you know, Tony and I are having this conversation, well, you can do this variation or, you know, what does it look like if your, you know, one leg is up higher than the other? And it's just this, these little nuances. Mm-hmm. Well, I, yeah, it, it's this, those little twists and turns that do change the, the complete dynamic of that 
position, mm-hmm. right? And it's probably, there's probably other names to it, but in our own minds, we don't think about it sometimes. We're like, oh, it's still the same. When really, when we look at it a little bit deeper, it's like, no, that was vastly different because your legs, instead of being flat straight down, they were, they were up. Well, you and know? that was part of, in all honesty, you guys, that's part of what prompted this episode is Tony's like, yeah, we haven't had that much variety in our positions lately. And I'm like, are you, are you <laughs> kidding me? I kind of feel like Gumby over here with just like, you know, Elastigirl or something. And you're telling me we're not in different positions. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And and it was that realization because, you know, whether it was this 2013 study by Durex or there was a uh, 2015 study by um, Uncovering Intimacy, again, in this two to three position or yeah, average couple, two to three positions. And, you know, getting into this place, one of the things about the positions that work for the two of you, and when I say work for the two of you, it's the ones where you know you can climax, finish, orgasm, whatever word, phrasing you use on that. Those are important positions to have in your toolbox. Absolutely. I tell this to my coaching clients all the time. Absolutely. If you know what's going to get the job done, 100%, keep those tools in your toolbox. But what can you add in? as a couple to bring that variety, to try something new, to explore what your bodies look like in a different orientation, in a different space, how you connect, how you touch, what body parts touch. Mm-hmm. And, and to know that you can be in that space. And if you're like, hey, and, and we've done this, Tony and I have had this conversation before. I don't think I'm gonna be able to finish this way. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm gonna be able to orgasm. Okay, we tried it. Let's go to something that we know is gonna work at the end. There, there's nothing wrong with it. That's actually part of our conversation before we even get into bed. If we know we're going to be trying something new, we're like, okay, cool. But if, mm-hmm. are we good going back to what we know works? And, and that's what I'd encourage with you guys because having, I mean, think about it. Okay. A routine is good, right? Like, you know, being able to get up, brush your teeth, do the same thing, same way. Every time it helps you get out the door super fast. But can you imagine eating the exact same meal at the exact same time? in the exact same way for 40 years every day or a couple times a week. Would you get bored? I would. I would. There's only one meal. Like my breakfast is the only thing that's super consistent. And I actually changed it up to today just because I knew we were doing this podcast. I changed my fruit in my yogurt because I am, that. that is the one well, meal. That's I, I would say there are definitely times even in my own life, like there are definitely things that I have done consistently. Like there was a time when peanut butter and jelly sandwich was definitely like peanut butter and jelly sandwich and a bag of carrots and maybe some chips or something. Um, and I think with our sex, our sexual variety and our sexual positions, I think you can have that for 20, 30, 40 years. What I, what I do think needs to happen though is you need to add some spice in, change well, some things up. Because here's the thing. It, it, it's good enough. Like when you, I mean, Tony, seriously, you guys, peanut butter and jelly and carrot sticks, like, I don't, I don't know, it was probably 10 probably years. Probably a decade. Yeah, it was probably 10 years. <laughs> it was super functional. It got the job done. He was fed. It, but, Did he look forward to his lunch? No, it, it was just lunch. It just, it just. Did he get excited about it? No. It was energy. But in, in saying that, I would. I would look back and go, I bet you in that same time frame, our sexual positions Looks that like we had was probably very similar to that. It was the same thing every time mm-hmm. in the same way, the same movement. It was, it, it just naturally, boom, this is what happened. This is boom, 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 boom. And that was it. So our sex life for a decade was peanut butter and jelly sandwich. 
I would say it was probably close to a decade. Yes. Yeah. I, and I wouldn't disagree, you guys. I wouldn't disagree. But but part of the reason we're doing this episode is to say, well, what would happen if there was some variety? Mm-hmm. Would you have something to look forward to? Mm-hmm. What would it look like if you decided to change things up? What would it look like? What would it feel like? How would you how would you feel about suggesting another position? We're going to talk more in depth about that after this break. We're back. And we're talking about creating variety in the positions that you engage in when it comes to your sexual intimacy. And, you know, truth be told, sometimes the reason that this doesn't happen is because no one talks about sex positions. Well, they're, they're out there. They're shown. Like, it, it's, well, it's very what like, I mean is, hey. Like, couples aren't talking about Right, right. It's like, hey, here's a sex position. And yet, are we actually having that conversation us Husband and wife. Husband and wife. Are you having that conversation? You know, and I think we we talk about it in our 19 questions to amazing sex marriage guide. That's one of the questions is like, what positions would you like to try? Mm-hmm. And that's something you could do this week. Just ask your spouse, what what's another position you would like to try? Where could we learn a new position? Where could we just change up? Maybe if it's just the missionary, could we change it up by adding a liberator wedge or ramp or the flip ramp or something, even a pillow behind your back or a couple of pillows to just change the dynamic of the position? Too often, I think we get just set in our ways and we're just sort of like, well, this is it. Like, this is, this is like, w- w- what does it matter? And for many of us, it brings excitement. It brings closeness. It brings connection. And that's what intimacy is, right? At the end of the day, intimacy is closeness and connection. And through changing up our position and our positions, that can bring us closer to one another. Absolutely. And, you know, it gets into this place of saying, okay, how are we communicating about our sex life? Mm-hmm. Because your spouse doesn't know you want to try a new position or you're thinking about a different position if you don't actually tell them. But again, on the communication side, maybe not right in the middle of your lovemaking because it can be that abrupt like... Okay, so I do want to ask this question. Are you asking me or are you asking I'm the asking audience? I'm asking you. Okay, fair. As the coach. Oh. Because I think this, is, I think this is the the place many of us will get into is we've mentioned this to our spouse. We've said something to our spouse and our spouse will just come back and go, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with just the missionary and maybe every once in a while we can go from behind, Mm -hmm. you know? And so one spouse has communicated that Mm -hmm. the other one has very much clearly said, I don't want to try anything new. I don't like, I'm fine with it this way. Like more often than not, we're hearing it from the men, the husbands who mm-hmm. are who are sharing this with their wives. It does go the other way though. Absolutely. As, as well. You know, there are many a wives who want variety mm-hmm. too. Like they would love to be on top. They would love to straddle their husband and, and, and just ride him. But he's just sort of like, no, I'd rather, you know, just go from behind or whatever. You know what I mean? So in that place, what can someone do? It's like, well, what can I do in that place when I have asked? I, I have expressed my desire. I, I Yes, I have been thinking about this, but what do I do, Elisa? What do I do? I, I My spouse doesn't want to do anything. They're just 
they're okay with a missionary position. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, I mean, when somebody sits across from me and says that I often follow it up with, and I can get away with this because I'm a coach and not the spouse, but I ask the question, you know, what's the resistance? Mm-hmm. What, what's the resistance to, to trying something new? Is it that you're concerned about a level of vulnerability in this position? Is mm. it that there's been disconnect between the two of us so you don't feel emotionally safe, so you're not willing to be sexually vulnerable? Mm. Is it, it what's been the messaging that you got about sex and sexual positions? Because I will tell you that going all the way back to childhood, there are a lot of people who got messages from church and family and teachers and whatnot about what sex should look like and that it's really just for procreation. We don't deviate from, you know, literally penis inside vagina, period, straight up missionary. And so the idea that sex could be something enjoyable, the mm. idea that you can have variety can be actually a foreign concept to a lot of people. True. And so, you know, what I would say to those couples or, or that spouse that's be in that place is, hey, you might need to work with a coach. Somebody that can ask that, because if you've tried asking that question, if you've tried putting it out there, likely this isn't the only area where you're being met with resistance in your marriage. And that's, a, and that's a big question that all of us face whenever we get asked questions that are outside of our comfort zone. What is a resistance? Again, and I will say this, and we've said it many a times on the podcast. If you've dealt with sexual trauma, mm-hmm. been molested, you were raped, whatever that may be, male, female, happens both ways. If you have not addressed it, if you have not dealt with it, it is something that needs to be dealt with. You have to, you need to get therapy. You need to get help, please. Because you're not going to have the extraordinary marriage if you have that weighing on you. You just can't. And you need to have freedom and you need to seek that out. Hopefully by listening to this, it gets you moving in that direction. I don't know your journey. We don't know your journey, what you've done. But maybe today might be the day where you go, you know what, I am going to reach out to a therapist because this has been holding me back way too long in my marriage and I want freedom and I want to have that extraordinary marriage. Just to add one more thing to that because I was thinking about this as you were saying, it might be in that instance starting again with what you're already doing since there isn't a lot of initial willingness to try something new and do a small variation on it. (laughs) If you usually do missionary, put a couple pillows. Yeah. Uh, you know, just to change, I mean, we're talking like four inches here, folks, you know, mm-hmm. with a pillow, but just to change that proximity. And, you know, th- the reason it's so important is we engage differently when we break out of our routines. If I can go back to Tony's peanut butter and jelly, he would just eat lunch every day because he needed the fuel. But if you throw a different sandwich in there, i.e. a different position, your all of your senses engage differently because something is different. You break out of the routine. You get back into this place of being intentional about your sexual intimacy, about your sex life. Like getting out of this place where you're on like autopilot Mm. is a really big deal when it comes to our sexual intimacy. It keeps the engagement. It keeps the interest. It keeps the excitement. It keeps the anticipation of going, hey, you know what? We don't do the same thing every time. And when I, you know, like, I mean, guys, you can just change it up, you know, even with the positions, like, and we've said this before when we do the episodes on underwear, sometimes even just having the visual of something can change the dynamic in the room and create an opportunity for a different position because you're like, whoa, that's going to look a little different. 
but there's a level of intentionality there. It, it, it's, it's bringing your sexual intimacy from being the last thing on your to-do list to saying, hey, I'm going to think about a different position. You know, I'm going to think about a variation on something that we already do. I'm going to volunteer this to my spouse. I'm going to be intentional about our sexual intimacy. It's why every chapter in the book, The Six Pillars of Intimacy, that deals with one of the pillars has a section in there. What can I do? Try it. What can I do? And how do I get into this place that says, I can take ownership for what's happening in our sexual intimacy. I can take ownership in this place. I can take ownership, even take it one step further. I can take ownership in how I romance my spouse during the day or the days leading up to when I know we might be having sex to lay the groundwork for us trying a different position. I know for us, when we can get a little bit into just like the similar, like, okay, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this, and we're moving on. And when I say this, this, and this, it's all around sexual intimacy. I know for myself to change it up is I'll just, I'll look at Elise and I'll be like, Hey, let me give you a back rub. Like, let me just massage you in bed. You know, we know we have some time. There's nobody around. It, it's calm. But just by doing that, and as long as she's ready for it and she's in the mood for that, it changes the entire dynamic of our lovemaking and the positions we're in. Mm-hmm. Because typically when we go to bed and we're, we're about to have sex, we're both on our backs. Mm-hmm. We're side by side. This in itself changes that up. And I know some of you have actually even bought massage tables. Mm-hmm. Like you've gone out and you've, you've gone all in. You know, we don't have the massage table. It's just on our bed. But that literally when we're, when we start that way, I can tell you probably nine times out of 10, there are different positions that are just going to come in through it just because of where we are located with one another. Mm -hmm. And so engaging with one another where you are, that just goes, hey, this is something we do often. And it's just that little bit of a tweak. It's cool. I am going to tell you here, Elisa and I are not the couple that has like 20 different positions. We're probably in that five to seven. Mm -hmm. I, I would say we're more in that five to seven range. That's come with 27 years of practice. Let, let me also say that. Like, Yeah, but I just want to give an understanding that even though we're talking about variety and stuff, uh-huh. that we have tried many a different positions. Uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, we have our position post magazine. Every month we're putting out a new position. We have tried those positions in some way, shape, or form. So that way we can go, hey, we've tried these. If you want to check out the position post magazine, go to positionpostmagazine.com. I'll put a link here in the episode notes. Um but I would say in our repertoire of positions, probably seven, Yeah, you know what I mean? That we, we tend to go to and it's just sort of like, those are great. And then every so often we'll like try something new. We're like, hey, well, let's try this one. If it's cool, it may come up once every six months. If not, it, it, it falls by the wayside. Mm-hmm. For some of you, you love standing up. For some of you, spouse on top, the, the wife on top is great. Like it just depends on who you guys are. And don't forget, it's your marriage. Right. We're here not to compare. This isn't to compare to us or others around you. Mm-hmm. How are you making your marriage extraordinary? How are you strengthening your sexual intimacy? Well, and even coming back to the average couple has two to three positions. How can you bring variety mm-hmm. to the positions that work for the two of you? 
you know, this week, be thinking about it, right? What can you do? Because I I 100% agree with the quote at the top of this episode. Variety is the spice of love. How can you look at your sexual intimacy, get into this place of saying, what can I do Mm -hmm. when it comes to variety in the positions that we engage in in our bedroom? Because it's up to you. Each taking action around this. Yeah. Before we end today, though, I do want to give you some positions to think about. Ah. And we have a, a we have a position pack that you can pick these all up in. But I, I want to share these just to get your your minds thinking something as we we leave here today. And I'll put a link here for for this if you want to pick them up. But you got like the dancer position, the firework display position, flower position, leg up position, rear entry position. Ride him cowboy, 69, spooning, standing dog style, take flight. And there are many, many more positions that you could jump into this week to talk about, to see like, hey, what will work for us? This week, it's time. Try something new. Go after it. It it, it just has to be like one new position. Again, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. It doesn't have to be anything out of this world. It's saying we're willing to take a step out and try something new together to strengthen our sexual intimacy. You guys have a fun week. We're excited to hear about it. You can send us a hug to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. We'd love to read it here on an upcoming episode. You guys have yourselves a great one. We'll catch you next week. Love you guys.